Welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. I have a very dear friend here, Nate Payo, and he is the host of the All In podcast. I got the blessing to be a guest on the All In podcast, and that's what we discussed. And we're going to discuss a little bit about that here today. But I just want to start by saying welcome and thank you for being here. Thank you for having me on. It's awesome to reconnect with you. Been a few weeks, but uh, always a pleasure chatting with you. Yeah, yeah. So um, start telling us a little bit about your podcast and what All In means for you. Okay. So the All In podcast is... It's actually... a um, It's not the end all be all. I didn't set out to be a podcaster. What I, I refer to it as is another tool, another extension of a bigger experiment that I'm on with a personal development journey of myself. If you go back early in my career, there's a few things that struck out. One... I always had like big ambitions and goals and like there'd be like yearly goals and five-year goals and stuff like this. And I, over time through my career, I had set these one-year goals and I'd always under, or I wouldn't, I wouldn't get them. They wouldn't be happening fast enough and I'd get frustrated and I'd kind of like lose focus and time would pass. But the bigger goals, the five-year goals, looking back on those, like I completely surpassed them. And I like if you look back and I said to myself 15 years ago and said, hey, where you're at today in life, this is your title, this is the money you make, there's all these other things you got going on. Like I would have thought I made it. Like you're done. Like you, you hit the top of your peak and, and like everything's good, life's good. But what I've noticed that even since I've reached it, I've always felt like a compelling drive to do more, accomplish more, chase more and more goals, which kind of leads into this next part of this journey, which was, again, starting off in my career, I didn't need to network a lot. But like anybody that's building anything, you kind of go from being a doer to a manager in a, in a big sense, not just like a manager at work, but a manager of, of things. And when you're first starting out, it's really about what you can personally do. Somebody gives you a piece of paper and you put little data point entries into a computer and you're judged. Did you get X number done a day or whatever? But as you grow with your career or you grow your business, whatever you're doing, it starts to get to the point where it's less about what you can do and more about what you can get other people to do to assemble a team to accomplish a bigger task at hand. To do that, you kind of need to find people to get on your team and support and inspire and lead them to get a part of your cause, whether it's a simple cause or a big, humongous goal, vision, like Hearts Unleashed, or it's just like, hey, I'm just trying to get uh, the local you know, football team together for a car wash. So, so networking became this thing that I didn't like doing, but I had to do it. And it slowly evolved from something I hated to something I didn't mind, to something I kind of enjoyed seeing some of the people within my local industry here and there, to something that kind of grew a little bit more. But every time it grew a little bit bigger, I started noticing I had more resources to get more things done. Basically, I had more tools to solve more problems. And the more problems I could solve, the more value I became. So I kind of said, hey, I'm going to go uh, a little bit more involved with the networking, specifically in my industry, which is residential home building, and specifically in my market, which was Southern California. And voila, a few years pass of doing that, my my network increases, my value to the company increases, and hence everything else starts going up, title, money, or so. So I said, hmm, what would happen if I did this nationally? Again, the cycle repeats itself and it starts growing, starts growing bigger. 
And this brought me to about three years ago. And I said, hey, I've also got an interest in other things. I've got an interest in advising uh, startup businesses. I got an interest in chatting with people that like to do amazing, cool stuff. And they, they, they want to accomplish big goals. So I started networking within this. And just like every time I put like feelers out of just... Even like when I went into this startup space, I was like, what could this have anything to do with residential construction? All of a sudden, I was meeting people that were in startup space that served residential construction. And I had a lot of networking connections that I could introduce them to. And I was like, oh, man, there's a ton of value here. So this kind of uh, maybe October of last year, um, I kind of had this epiphany of like, hey, when you when you do a lot of these things, go out and build a big network, like your path in life significantly improves. And when you go back and you look at all the goals you accomplished, when you underestimate what you can do in five years, you've always exceeded those expectations. And along this path too of networking, where I really started pivoting my thought process was when I stopped looking at what I could do for myself goal-wise, like I was talking earlier, if I got a goal, got a raise, got a promotion, it was like, okay, check the box, what's next? Check the box, what's next? It's like, that's just this never-ending cycle. When's it going to end? And I came to the result, it's probably not. It's probably going to be this thing where like, once you accomplish something, there's going to be another task you want to chase. So how can you find fulfillment? But where I started finding fulfillment was in this networking that I was doing and building. I started making good friends. I started making close relationships. And I would really find a lot of value if I could introduce somebody on one side of my network to somebody on the other side of their network. And they both had a meaningful um, connection that became of it. One person got some business and one person got their problem solved. And they, they, I was like, hey, how could I do more of this? And this idea came. It was like, hmm, what would happen if you just stopped being scared of the possibilities, scared of your self-doubt, scared of... Because whenever you start kind of going down this path, you get to this uncomfortable place where you're like, ooh, it doesn't feel good. I, I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. The other one I also like is, am I being too much? Like sometimes people go, you are enough. And I was like, maybe I'm extra. Maybe I'm too much. Like this is kind of like, am I, am I annoying people? So I thought, well, those are stories that we tell ourselves in our head. Nobody's really telling us that but by ourselves. So what if I remove that? Not really remove it. It's going to be there, but just overcome it. Went all in with meeting and connecting, not just collecting business cards, but really trying to make meaningful connections with as many possible people as I can and serve them and set my expectations really, really high. And I did that for like three to five years. And I just went, boom, I'm going to do it. And I was kind of like on the lane. It's like, well, wouldn't it be kind of also cool to document it in the sense because at some point, like let's say something really, really amazing comes out of it. And I become like the next Gary Vaynerchuk. And we didn't document it. We didn't talk about it. We didn't know anybody was doing it. All of a sudden you go, voila, here I am. Which would be cool. But at the same time, it's like there's this path. There's this journey that's being, that should be talked about because other people probably are sitting in the same place in their life where they go, hey, I feel like I should be doing more. I feel called to be a bigger person than I really am in life. How could I make an impact? Well, I look at all these people that have done it and they've all been successful. Of course they did it because we saw their successes, but we never saw their failures. So then they don't want to go out and try it. They don't want to um, be inspired to do their own version because they got scared, just like I was being scared. So I thought, I'm going to talk about it and uh, I'm going to promote it and I'm going to go out and do all these things. And so started doing that in October 
through December. And I started thinking about like, hey, I can't always be throwing uh, fishing lines out there and, and be the one chasing people. I need to also attract people to me. If I really want to do this right, I need to build a bigger social media account. I need to do these things that, that didn't really feel all that great to do it um, with regards to my self-esteem and personal development. But so screw it, I'm doing it anyways. And the podcast idea kind of was kicking around because it seemed like an easier way to connect with people, have a chance to talk about what's on your mind. But I didn't really know what to do. But I had this feeling that if I just started going down this path of creating it, it would evolve. A voice would be found. It would help me in the path. And then I came across, going back to Gary V, a Gary V video where he's like, hey, the podcast is really just like that cool kid in high school. He really wasn't that cool, but his parents weren't away for the weekend. So he had the parties at his house. And by default, all the cool kids came to his house. That's a podcast. Like It allows you to connect with people you would normally other circumstances have a chance to meet. So I was like, cool, I'm going to do it. So I started looking, started figuring out like how you do it, just going down the path step by step um, with with some help from, from a friend. She kind of recommended like, hey, maybe call it all in. And then it's just kind of like, hey, that kind of sounds neat. And it kind of like went down this path, like we could ask these questions and it started taking shape. And then I started, you know, reaching out, doing guests, all this stuff. Finally launched it March 2020, which was this year, right before COVID started. And it was kind of like this gift uh, because I wasn't really sure how I was going to do it. Logistically wise, I was trying to do some stuff in person. Uh, that wasn't going to work. I was I had this idea like, hey, just be like if you went and met somebody for coffee or you went in for a beer and you just had a conversation for 30, 45 minutes, like that was kind of cool. You like talked about cool stuff. You got to know each other. And I was like, okay, well, that's not going to work now. But Zoom, everybody's on Zoom. So it kind of led to this good Zoom. And because I was so nervous about finding guests or finding people to talk to, I was very open-minded about meeting more people and very flexible with my recording schedule. And all of a sudden, I was recording so many episodes. I was like, one a week releasing is not going not gonna to happen fast enough. So I guess the moral of the story is the podcast is this extension of what happens when you go all in with building a personal network, building, uh, just looking to serve as many people as you can and really lifting what your expectations of yourself are, maybe raising your standards and just go, hey, what if I did it all? I went all in and saw what happened in five years. Would I exceed those expectations or would I fail miserably and show everybody in the world like this path? So that's really it in the, in a nutshell. The all in is an extension of this journey, which has led me to a bunch of other stuff and amazing cool people. So how I ended up on the show, and I don't think if I had been thinking about doing that anyways, like none of that would have happened. So you got to say it's it's been a cool cool journey, and it's fantastic thing about it is it's so early in the process. It's so new. I'm only like what is it? It's July twenty twenty. So four months of live podcasting. It's like beginner. That's like not even rookie. That's not even like, that's still like pony football, you know, or whatever they call it, pony leagues. You know, what happens when it's three to five years from now? So I'm I'm super excited just how far this journey's came already. And I'm look really, really anxious to see where the, the next five years go. Yeah. Well, you are certainly all in. <laughs> I, yeah. Say. Well, I hope yeah. so. I, I would say so. And, um, you know, you sh- thank you for sharing the journey because I think a lot of people probably consider, oh, I'd like to do a podcast. I think that's a good idea. And it's quite a bit of work, isn't it? It is. When people like, think about like the work that it is, it's not as much 
as other things. Like, like I think other people who have felt a compelling call to share their voice do stuff with like maybe blogging or social media posts. And to me, like blogging was so cumbersome. It's like, you got to have an idea and you got to write it and you got to like format it in paragraphs and this and that. And then you got to, oh, if you want to blog, you got to go on other people's blogs and guest blog. And it's just like, this is just conversation. It just happens yeah. so naturally and Organic. it's just so easy to do it. I mean, now some people have podcasts that are like more like a show where they maybe cover a topic or they're like uh, like newsy type stuff. But But for the most part, if you said, hey, I want a podcast, but I don't know what I want to do, I'd be like, get yourself your iPhone, get a Zoom app, and just start recording. I don't have a microphone. You don't need one. Use your headphones. You know, yeah. I don't have I don't have those. Use your speakerphone. Use your Facebook Live. Like there's so yeah. many things that you could just go and grab and do. And I also think it's whatever you think your direction is going to be, it's going to be different in a month and a year and two years, three years. So like you can't really get too settled on like I got to get the idea just perfect. Mm-hmm. Any idea is good enough. Cause one, even if you hate that idea and you want to abandon it, you're going to learn a lot. And the next time you decide to retool it, you're going to have a head start in doing it. You're not going to be learning the ropes because there's stuff that goes wrong. But yeah, it's like anything. You got to take your first step, practice at it, and you're going to get better. And it's okay to suck. And it's fun to suck. And there's a lot of people out there that are doing it. And they're in various stages of the journey. And everybody's, not everybody, but for the most part, a lot of people are very, very helpful. Along the, Even whether they've been doing it for five years and they got thousands and thousands of downloads a month or they just uh, are thinking about ideas and they you know, are very tech and they can help you with like questions you might not know, but you might be very gifted in some other aspect, you know, and you can share and trade ideas. Yeah. Well, and I love where you're pointing to because um, you're actually, your Friday fill-up is sandwiched during the Law of Attraction series that I'm hosting in my 15-minute fill-ups. And uh, what I'm hearing, what I think is great is in, in the realm of the Law of Attraction is that you have referenced the contrast phase multiple times in what you shared about how you became, how you grew into the podcast, how you grew in your business and in your profession. And then even in the podcasting realm, right? Is that anytime you hit a goal or a vision or a dream, you actually manifest it. What comes next is, well, then what's next? Or raise the bar. And it's very different from carrot chasing as much as like dream building or fulfilling like that next level because we can only plan for it as far as our, whether it be our physical eye or our third eye, our mental vision can actually see. And so if we're like, I want, I want to have this career and this family and this life, or like what we're talking about, I want my brand to look this way and my network to be this big. Well, when we hit a, that big of a network, or our podcast, like I remember 10,000 downloads being such a big milestone for me. And when I hit it, I was like, okay, now 20. Or like now I really look forward to 100,000. And and so, or a certain length of time or a certain amount of episodes. And so like the idea always grows and, and you've been pointing to that. And I think it's really brilliant because what naturally happens, especially in reference to the law of attraction is when we achieve the goal, then all of a sudden we want to grow, we can tend to make ourselves wrong about why can't I just be satisfied? Or like, why isn't it enough? Like I got to go again or damn, can I ever be content? But really it is in our human nature to achieve 
and notice the next contrast. What do you have to say about all that? Well, I think that's that's very true. And I'm a I'm a big believer in the law of attraction. And and going back is like there's a lot of times where you start and stop with it. You start and stop with it and you go, oh, this is working. And then it's like, nah, it's mumbo jumbo. It's just like and then you go, but it works because you start setting yourself a vision. And I think where I've evolved too was starting to get a why behind it. Like when you start, when you start off, like you said, you, you go, okay, well, what's twenty ten thousand downloads? What's twenty thousand downloads? Like, what's a million downloads? Like, it it is in itself a number, and you know, you start seeing what's possible because you probably go oh, ten thousand downloads is like crazy, crazy numbers, and then somebody else does it, and you go, well, if somebody else could do, it, I could probably do it. So it doesn't become as impossible. But I think where you start looking to to shift from this never-ending cycle of like, when do I stop? When do I want clamor for more? Is is changing your vision. This might be um, a little bit of sacrilege in the law of attraction world of not being very focused on the individual like parts and pieces. But I started looking at it as a vision instead of a goal. Mm-hmm. So you start envisioning like, what what does it look like? your future. She mm-hmm. started thinking, well, I want to be creating memories with my family. I want to be in a place where I'm not restricted to when and where I can live and can't live because of uh, where my income comes from or how much I have to take off time to do the things I want to do or having the people I want in my life to share it with or meeting the people I'm bringing into my life. And you start thinking about it as a vision. You go, you know, if I just look at the numbers, then it's like, okay, I'm just attracting numbers to me. And how I get to those numbers could happen in a bunch of crappy ways. But if I start attracting those numbers, but a vision of the people I want around me. So like, think about this way. If you said, okay, I want to have a million dollars in sales, you know, and you go, okay, well, where does it come from? Who cares? What if like, you know, 10,000 of those sales are from the worst person in the world that you could possibly ever deal with and they make your life miserable and you hate every minute of it. But imagine yourself imagining, hey, it's coming from all these people that just I grab coffee with, they come over to the house, our kids play together, we're just living this 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 dream and they're just these warm, friendly faces in your life, then all of a sudden you're attracting the right people for the right dream. And the vision isn't so much about like, hey, what's next? What's more of this? You're like, hey, why why can't I have more of these people in my life? And then you start thinking about why do I like these people in my life? Because we're supporting each other. I'm helping them. How can I serve more people? How can I get this tremendous joy in my heart? And that's where I think um, Denzel Washington has his speech on YouTube. I think it was um, a graduation speech that he gave. And he talks about like, hey, when uh, when you make it, you want to reach back and lift somebody else up. And helping somebody else is like one of the most selfish things you can do because it feels so good. There's nothing quite like it in the world. And once I kind of started realizing that, then everything around what I'm trying to attract in my life has some sort of anchor that's serving others, supporting others, connecting others, and helping others achieve their dreams in a bigger fashion. And I'm still on a path. I don't have my destination clearly mapped out. I'm not living on this exact address and this exact place on this exact day. It's more like I see myself surrounded by things and the smells and the atmosphere and you know, more so than just like the physical aspect of it, if that makes sense. Oh, 100%. And, and what, what I hear you explaining is 
so perfect because I like that you said, like, it's not so much about the goal, right? And, and the, the dream or the vision and shifting it to the experience of the vision. Like you said, the sounds, the smells, the feelings, the experience, right? Because it might not look exactly as you can see it, but if you can sense that you're having the same experience, I love the way that you said, I want to make a million but do I want to do it with the worst clients ever that, that are so draining and it costs me hours and energy? Or do I want it to be fast, easy, effortless, and fun, right? And mm-hmm. so the experience of the million dollars or the experience of the, the happy, healthy family, because you can have that look. You can have that facade of the happy, healthy family and behind closed doors, it's not. A lot of people hit the goal but don't have the experience. And so you're, you really like, that was so clear. So thank you for that. Um, and something I'd like to hand over to the listeners with that is, is a vibe check on, on the, the vision that you have. What is truly checking in with the experience you want and kind of putting that order in with the universe? Because if we have vague goals, we're definitely going to have vague results. So if you're not clear about, I want to make a million in a fast, fun, fulfilling way, you'll make a million, but it won't be the experience you want to do. Right, or have. And so, super spot on. Yeah. And then, if you're not enjoying the experience, you're going to maybe give up on that goal. Maybe that's probably now that I said that, just I can think of uh, a lot of of experiences where where the experience has been not fulfilling and you give up on that dream temporarily. I mean, it kind of comes back and circles back around and you want to pick up the pieces and and run with it. But yeah, the, the bad experience can give you a setback for sure. Yeah. And something that you were sharing in, in kind of when you were introducing yourself and your process, um, you were describing the growth of your network. And I thought that that was really pretty brilliant about having this vision that kept naturally growing and evolving, right? So you kind of talked about, oh, well, I started to network and I that increased the value and it, it went up and up and up very naturally into where I was making all of these connections. And I think it's so important to, to, to realize because it really fits in with the concept of Hearts Unleashed or, or being all in that when you, when you decide to do that and you really decide to commit to that, what you said you had generated, like you didn't say it so directly, but what I was picking up on is you started to generate a lot of freedom for yourself. Mm-hmm. And in this network growing where you were generating your freedom is all of a sudden, now you got to be the one calling the shots. You were at choice. You're like, well, I want it to go this way. And I think that when people are in the beginning stages of that, they feel not at choice. They feel a victim or they feel like they have to show up for it. And it's a little bit more forced. There's a little bit more effort involved, right? Like you, I remember growing my business and going to some networking meetings that I was either nervous about or not fully into. Mm -hmm. But the more you do it, the more freedom you create because now you are genuinely connecting people. You feel connected to where you also feel free and in charge and at choice. And to where all of a sudden it shifts from highly focused on the goal to, hey, I'm passionate about some other things. I think I want to start because it leads us into creation where we may not have started that way. We were start out to achieve a specific goal that we can see and that we are feeling pulled to. But then all of a sudden creation comes into where it becomes fun and free and exciting. What do you hear in that for yourself? I I agree with that. And that was pretty insightful that you picked up on that. Because for me, when when I started networking or when I've started a lot of stuff, you, you, you're not sure what you're supposed to do. 
So you go with what you assume people do, which is usually not who you are authentically. And you, and it's okay to so I when I started my journey and my podcast, the idea was like, hey, you're going to find your voice along the way. And I told myself that, like, don't think you have your voice, find it because it's going to evolve. Because what happens is like when I would go out first go out networking, you go, okay, I'm just here to collect cards or I'm here to, um, if I met you, I'm supposed to do business with you or what, what, and you go, oh, this is really annoying. This is really time consuming. And then you see people and they're like coming up to you and they're like, hey, remember me? We met, are you going to buy any of that product I told you about? You're like, ah, this is stressful. I, I just don't like being there. But then when you have this mind shift, when you go, oh, what works for me? How does my voice work? How do I get the most out of these things? How do how am I in control of the situation? It becomes fluid. It becomes fun. It becomes easy. Just like you know, as you discover what the Hearts Unleashed voice is for you, you go, okay, these are things. Doesn't mean it doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't work for you because it's not who you are. You have to find what works for you, and then when you start finding what works for you, it's amazing. And then and then you go. Sometimes I, I look at it and I go, okay, well, how can I convince more people to to be on my authentic voice? And you go, it's not about convincing those people. It's about finding the people that want to hear your voice and do business with the way your voice is. And all of a sudden you're attracting what they like to call it a tribe, I guess. It's bringing them all in there together. And it's just like, oh, why is it so hard before? Because you're 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 batting your heads around because you're you're not on the same frequency, you're not on the same vibe, you're not on the same wavelength. You start getting there, you start finding your own voice. And that's why like a lot of times when you're starting out, you go, hey, I'm going to post a bunch of inspirational quotes. And you go, why am I doing that? I don't feel like it's because it's not your, and you'll find it. Because everybody has their own unique set of circumstances. They have a gift. You have a gift. I have a gift of inspiration to somebody somewhere somehow and you have to get your voice out because somebody's going to resonate with it somebody's going to be inspired somebody's going to change the direction path in their life they'll probably never even tell you about it. you'll probably never even know about it but you're going to impact somebody's life and they're probably going to back more than people one you're probably going to impact a lot of lives so you might as well put it out there figure out who you are and and when you start thinking about it visualizing it like the people you surround yourself with the, the people that really resonate with you you'll start finding your voice and they'll start finding you too because they're out there looking for the same thing. Yeah, man. First off, you threw me back way back into some initial uh, networking meetings with the card exchanging and the, oh, here they come or like whatever. Um, and just the way though that you do, it's an opportunity to master your elevator pitch, right? Like, here and you, you said I'm not gonna go. Out, I'm not gonna like decide that I have my voice. I'm gonna go out and create it and find it and like refine and discover. So super cool because we do grow more and more into ourselves the more that we do that. And then you were just like when I was thinking about receiving all these business cards and like you said, oh, just because I met you means I have to do business with you. Like we really feel that way when we're starting and it can be scary. And, you know, not everybody who listens is an entrepreneur, but we all like, let we can, that can translate into dating. It can mm -hmm. translate into interviewing for jobs, right? Or whatever that might be, maybe friendships is that at first when we start putting ourselves out there, we re again, really feel a victim to it or like we're trying to like get our footing in there. But the more and the more that we do it, the more in alignment we get to where, like you were saying, we find our voice and then those who resonate 
gravitate. All of a sudden, the more powerful we feel about who we are, because we've now discovered who we're not, we're like, oh, okay, just like I said, because I got their business card doesn't mean I need to do business with them. And once we finally decide that we have our own like that inner authority kind of going on is that people do, we become magnetic and people yeah. start to attract to us. And I love what also you said about not uh, like sharing inspirational quotes that are others. Like it's not, once you start to find your own voice, you know that that's not you. And so it doesn't feel well or it doesn't feel that right. And so um, one of my favorite kind of like checkpoints on that is to create more than you consume, mm-hmm. right? And that's the idea of taking in business cards is like, how, but how many were you like handing out? How many are you explaining who you are and what you do? And the more that we grow, the, even the less business card we need, you just get to stand there and talk about who you are. <laughs> I know it's funny you, you say that because like when they talk about like, hey, growing your business, you, you got you to gotta be creating, uh, but you can get sucked into the trap of being on social media and consuming. Like I got to, or, or just, knowledge. I got to read another book. I got to watch another video. I got to do this. I got to do this. And you go, if I'm consuming for 40 hours, I'm not creating for 40 hours and I'm not getting any better at it. Like you just got to start doing it. You just got to start moving forward and push it out there and just realize it sucks big time and you're going to get better at doing it. And then once you kind of do that, like all of a sudden somebody goes, hey, uh, that post, the post that when I was writing it, I thought it was a total um, S post. <laughs> Like they go, hey, that was really cool that you said that. And I struggled with the same thing. And you're like, wow, I didn't know that. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, somebody that I was like, oh, I got your business card. I'm supposed to do business with you. Now they're a friend because I'm relatable and they're relatable. And we're connecting on a different level. And I say, okay, we might not do business, but now we have a friendship that's based on something else. And I could support them in another way or they can support me. And we start looking at at that way, it's like, hey, how can I support people in other ways and and help them? And maybe there's somebody that I can introduce them to to do business. I might personally. So I, I'm I'm a big advocate of just putting it out there because you like again, I said you never know who's listening, who's watching, and you're going to make a difference. Cause cause I pay attention to a lot of stuff and I don't like always I don't comment always, you know, and, and sometimes you forget to go back and do something and you're like, gosh, you know, I was watching. Somebody else is watching what I'm doing too. Yeah, so spot on. And one of my favorite phrases, especially for people getting started or taking chances, like go be messy. Go be willing, go make a mess of it. It does not matter. And I think that's what that's what I was hearing and what you were sharing. And so I'd love to know what have you had to give up in order to be willing to go get messy or just try it out or get started? I had to leave some some limiting beliefs behind, I would say. And I probably didn't know that they were limiting beliefs. And I'm going to backtrack to 2007, 2008. And Facebook was just getting going. And I had this idea like I wanted to be involved in, in like a, a... I don't think they called them influencers then, but I wanted to get like involved in a, this momentum around this cause. And I remember posting something and somebody came on and gave me like, hey, who are you to talk about this? You don't know anything about it. And I was like, you know what? They're right. I don't. Delete the post. And 
hopes and dreams, pushed them away. And then every time this came back up, I'd always get that belief of like, who are you? You're no expert to talk about this or somebody else that knows more about this than you. Like, why do it? And so I push it back, I push it back. And so I had this this friend of mine, She she's in the industry and she's, she's big high earner, sales guru, been crushing it for years. She was posted she's going to do this life coaching stuff on it. I go, Michelle, I gotta have lunch. I gotta find out what you're doing. I I I I wanna know how are you uh reconciling your image of sales professional to like I'm gonna give it all up and go be a life coach. Like, aren't people gonna think you've lost your mind? Like looking at you, you've got it made, you've got the gravy train, like you're gonna coast out, you know, your the rest of your life and just crush it. And she's like, No, it's not what I was called to do. And and I didn't get there overnight. She's like, um, I, it took me a year. And I was like, I remember you were posted. You were doing like weird stuff. Like you were going and wearing mismatched shoes for a day. Um, and she's like, yeah, it was all about getting this level of uncomfortableness and, and getting comfortable with it. And it led me to a point where I was comfortable being like, hey, who cares? Nobody cares. They're, they're, this is what I'm inspired to do. I'm going to do it. And she said, you got to post this stuff. It's called this, she called it a hangover, a social media hangover. You post it, you feel like, oh my God, what do I do? I'm so embarrassed. Like I got to pull that down and uh, just leave it up there. So I started just doing that, just no matter like, how I felt about it, I would just post it. And I just would like, hey, I'm not going to go back on. I'm not going to take a peek at it for like an, an hour a day. And I was like, ah. And all of a sudden, those those beliefs started started leaving. So that's something I had to get comfortable with is this transition of who you are to who you can become. And and part of my journey also was leaving a, a part of me behind. I'm still leaving it behind and it's it's still got latches on it was I'd always been somebody that partied. I'd always been somebody that used alcohol and a lot of stuff for social lubrication. Um, it made networking easier. It made going to parties easier. And it's just been, a, and I started going, hey, this isn't really serving me in the best way. I wake up with a lot of anxiety. I like wake up with a lot of depression. I'm not getting uh, hammered drunk every night, but I drink two glasses of wine every night. And I just feel like I wasn't up to my potential. And I started cutting that out. I started talking about it. And it starts realizing like, hey, you're transitioning. And as you're transitioning, you get scared because you're moving to this person who you could be, but you're holding on to the person who you are, who you've been. And you go, my God, that's, that's a scary leap. It's like there's this point where you're like, I don't know, maybe jumping from one cliff to another. And you like, you can't kind of jump off of it. You got to kind of like all the way jump off of it. And then you're floating for a bit, hoping you land. And at some point you you realize like, hey, I'm going to make it. I'm, I'm going to clear it. And uh, you do land safely, but it's it's freaky to leave that person you're becoming behind. I think that's what uh, limiting beliefs really are is is this, the negative talk we say of because we don't want to leave that person we know behind because we're scared of who that other person might be. Yeah, man. <laughs> I love what you're sharing. I'm loving this conversation. And um, I work with a lot of clients who are beginning their entrepreneur journey. I usually want it, like I say ages, but like first one to three to five years. And and sometimes they're doing that thing you said about your friend is like shifting completely from a successful persona over to, I'm going to make an entire career shift or I'm going to just mm-hmm. totally adjust. And for some people, I have to remind them like, 
no one's paying that much attention. Not in a way that you can't do what you want to do, mm-hmm. right? No one's going to say, you're, you can only be what you've already set up right? You're allowed to switch. And, or when someone's afraid of launching uh, their new course, I'm, it's like, no one's going to remember the one month you had a bad launch. You know what I mean? Like, especially as you grow. And um, I have a really great episode around this concept. because It's called Buying Your Life Back with David Fagan. I can't think of the number at the moment, but Buying Your Life Back, he's, he spent a moment talking about the way that if you're trying to change your identity with the people that you grew up with, you're going to find that pretty difficult, mm-hmm. right? Like they're going to remember who you were in grade school, in high school, who you were when you got too drunk at that time, right? Like, but as you grow, you probably know well of is like, as you network and you're like, yeah, I'm the host of a podcast. I'm the author of a book. I'm a world-renowned life coach. And they meet you as you are now. It's like, whoa, okay. You know, so it's really about who you set yourself up to be and not in a false facade kind of way, but in a genuine evolution and growth kind of way is that you are allowed to transition and evolve and recreate the life that you want to have so beautiful mm-hmm. it is and, and you're right like when you when somebody tells you when they meet you they go hey i'm i'm an author i'm a public speaker or i'm uh, a rock musician at some point in their life they weren't you know but we don't know that point we know them as we met them and they told us and we assume they are so it's like you can be in that person you get you're in a different s- stage in your life w- than somebody else but you're you're making that progress and um, I, I've told this story before, and and I think about I don't know if it's like in like a like the 1920s or like these old movies where somebody would be like I'm ruined, I'm financially ruined. And I think maybe even in Joe Exotic, uh, Tiger King, he talks about like this is going to ruin me financially. And you go, if I do this, like I'm going to be like destitute. I'm going to never recover from it. And it's like. How could you never recover for some something? Like, I mean, there's a few th- there's a few things you could do that could totally destroy your life. You know, seriously, you know, committed felons or seriously injure somebody or doing something really, really bad or stupid that gets you really hurt. But at the same time, like your your story's not over until you're you're done breathing. Yeah. So as long as you're willing to like get back up, dust off the shoulders, like if you have a bad launch or a bad fail or bad you know, relationship, whatever that thing is you thought, and you say, oh, I'm never going to do that again. It's like, you got a lot of years left in your life. You know, you yeah. are, you, even if you don't have a lot of years, there's still a lot of time to do the things that are bringing, bringing you joy and happiness. So why not pursue them? Because if, if somebody put a time stamp on your life today, it's over in 30 days, you'd probably do the things that you're putting off doing right now. And so why not just kind of live that life as it is? And if you mess up, get back up, try again. There's always a way to reinvent yourself. Amen. And so as far as I know, you're not necessarily reinventing yourself, but you're inventing some courses, you're inventing some programs, you're going to have some new offerings coming up, huh? Yes. So I'm, I've am i been finding my voice, finding out what I'm an expert in. And I think that's one of the things I think people struggle with, finding their expertise is because they know everything that they know. And they don't realize what people don't know that they know. And so, yeah. so that's been my thing. It's like I've had this level of expertise, um, which is residential construction purchasing and networking with people within that industry and how I've created relationships. And I always would meet with these vendors 
And I'd talk to him and I'd say this, I'd tell him this, I'd say like, hey, when you go, and I'd always give like a bunch of advice on like, from a buyer's perspective, how to be a better salesperson, because I liked helping the people I liked working with out. And I wanted to support them in other aspects. He's like, hey, I want you to, I love doing business with you. I want you to do business with a bunch of other people. So I'd start helping them out. And I said, and I was telling somebody else about it. They're like, that's, that's your course. I was like, what? Don't be paid. He's like, dude, nobody is selling sales training from a buyer's perspective like that's your niche and it's super awesome and i would have and he was like this high earner sales guy he's like i would pay a ton of money to to like know that perspective and i was like all right i'm maybe i'll do it and i kind of like was to tone around it and thinking about some other ideas and i just kept circling back to this and i was like you know what it did hit me like an epiphany like there is a lot of expertise and it it and the reason I think I was avoiding it was because of uh, self-doubt and fear and some beliefs around what I thought might be a potential outcome. And I was like, nope, you've identified that you have a problem with your beliefs around this, pursue it. And it's evolved and it, it's making a lot of sense. It's starting to feel right. It's starting to feel within that vision and I'm starting to see how some of these other ideas build on top of it. And it's almost like, Oh my God, why did I do this six years ago? Why well, didn't have the knowledge and experience six years ago to do it? But but it's like one of those things, it's like I've just I feel like it's clicking and it's about to it's about to go live. Um so hopefully by the time anybody hears this, it will be live and, and they can check it out on my website. Uh, but it's going to be a buyer's perspective on uh, sales training. Okay. And so who would be the most ideal uh, buyer for your course? Uh, somebody that's doing business to business, um, I would say they're in biz dev uh, more so than sales. Like, I, and the, what I mean by that is they're not uh, doing immediate transactions or calling people up and 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 getting you to buy over the phone. These are relationships that take uh, time to build up. The sales process could be anywhere from three months to a year. They're usually very very high dollar transactions. Like an average sale is probably going to be a hundred thousand dollars to a million dollar type transaction. So they're going to not be, uh, I guess, spur of the moment. They're not going to be impulse buys. They're going to be uh, a lot of pain points. And they usually going to work for a pretty, pretty large company. And they're doing business with another pretty large company. But what I find is that they worry about the company's interaction of solving the pain point with the other company's interaction, right? There's a pain point that, that does need to be solved. But it's being solved by individuals. And those individuals sometimes forget that there's a relationship and there's more to it than just, hey, low price, best quality, this and that. There's, okay, somebody's got a boss that they report to, which is their customer. They want to look good. How can you help them look good? And if you can help them look good, you're going to start filling this need of, hey, they're, they're moving in a path where like, I'm looking at this person makes me look good. I do good at my job now you're solving a different kind of pain point. So that's what I really want to teach is this relationship and why that needs to happen at a personal relationship and not the, hey, I can, I can pitch my product the best, better than anybody else. And I give you the top 10 reasons why my shiny red apple is just better than your shiny red apples. Like they're all apples, man. <laughs> let's, let's, let's work on that relationship. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's kind of funny how you brought back around like, the difference between a goal and an experience, right? Like you, it's different than just the transactional, I've got this, 
you've got that and let's put those things together as opposed to truly the experience of the relationship and the, and that fact that it's a long-term experience. And so love what you're up to, love what you're offering. And so where can someone uh, learn about you, follow you, reach out, connect? Um, everything is on napeo.com. That's the easiest way to place to go. That's the central hub. That's where you can find the courses. That's where you can find my social media links. Probably most active on LinkedIn other than the website. So that's, that's the easiest place to go, napeo.com. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here. Anything you'd love to leave our listeners with? Um, I would say, you know, this has been an amazing conversation with you. I love talking about like law of attraction stuff. Like it just gets me just jazzed on it. Um, and and I could go forever. And I would just say, you know, have faith in it, have faith in the process, have faith in the reciprocity. It's not so much about like, oh, if I imagine a, a book, it's going to appear in my hand, voila, a book. It's about imagining the possibilities and finding ways to solve it. Like I, I tell people uh, th- this story a little bit sometimes is like, if you start believing it's possible, then it becomes possible. So if I said, hey, you want to go get uh, an ice cream cone? And he said, you know what? I love an ice cream. I don't have any money. I have zero dollars. I said, well, if you think about it, you go, it's, it's $2. Well, you don't think you could scrape up $2? You're like, yeah, you know what? I probably could. You know, I started thinking about like the, the solutions. Mm-hmm. How could I come up to it? Well, maybe there's some change in the couch or maybe there's a dollar in an old coffee cup and drop all my stuff in or, or maybe um, I got an old coupon for something. Like you start thinking about it's possible and then all of a sudden, it becomes possible, even yeah. though there was an impossibility to begin with. And I think because it doesn't feel like a crazy thought to go get something of a small value that we don't have access to, when we put it towards something really, really big, it becomes like impossible because we don't see the path to get there. Yeah. But you just have to have faith that if you're taking steps down this path, the solutions are going to present themselves. I'm a big fan of, if you haven't read The Alchemist, read The Alchemist. It's, it's just mm. this amazing story about this kid that's going through life chasing his treasure and he's looking for it. And along the way, things happen to him and they're all teaching him a lesson. And at the end of the day, um, you know what he's finding is every time he's progressing, he starts seeing the answers because he had the experiences that let him be able to observe, to see them, and to make, take action upon them. So that's what the this law of attraction lifestyle is, is. Is it's just having faith that when you take progressive action towards your goals, the universe is going to reveal itself. And if you're paying attention to the science, you're going to see, and you're going to be able to take action upon those things and make it happen and work for you instead of to you. Amen. And thank you for bringing in one of my favorite books, The Alchemist. And and thank you for bringing possibility to the podcast. Thank you for, you know, just being so, so unleashed because, you know, here... That's what we're committed to. And so you really brought possibility into you can live your heart unleashed the way that you are and from a true passion and finding your voice. So thank you so much for being with us and and sharing that heart of yours. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Always love chatting with you. Awesome. Same thing. And and hearts, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for opening your heart up to what's possible when you live your heart unleashed. Because here at the Hearts Unleashed podcast, we are turning dreamers into doers. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you loved the show, share it with a friend. 
We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, head over to heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.